What's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fortis Powerlifting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nate, joined by my beautiful wife, Liz. Hi. Hi. Did you just wave over here? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, just I did. Yes, I did. Like under the table. Yeah. So no one hey. can see it. No, but it was like under the table. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just waving, saying hello. Okay. All right. Um, anyways, welcome to another episode of the podcast. We're super glad you guys are here and ready for another awesome episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a variety of things. We're going to start off kind of giving you an update of where we're at with our training. Going to keep that kind of short. And then we're going to be moving into the age-old arching is cheating. Uh, one of my favorite Instagram comments to see. Uh, mainly Liz gets these comments or some of my other. I don't really get too much, but a lot of have, a lot of our like athletes yeah, get them. I just gonna say, which I don't know. I don't know why I have avoided most of them. I mean, you look scary. Yeah. I am scary, yeah. apparently. But yeah, we're going to talk about uh, arching in the bench press, and then coincidentally also sumo deadlift and sumo bench. We'll get to that later. Uh, but anyways, we're going to talk about that and much, much more. But before we get started, want to give a quick shout out to our two sponsors of the podcast, Trash Panda Tactical. Ricky over at Trash Panda Tactical, always making really cool stuff, including his signature bullet pen that's made out of recycled 308 casings. Uh, if you haven't checked it out already, head to the website, trashpandatactical.com, and enter the promo code FORTISPOWER to save. Also, we have I Love Heavy Shit, another one of our awesome sponsors. Brandon, always coming up with creative, fun ideas for t-shirts, uh, and they're all printed right here in Pensacola, and they're on uh, a shirt that is ethically made. And sustainably made. There we go. Ethically and sustainably <laughs> made. I got it. Uh, it's basically some high-quality shit. Uh, so make sure you guys check out their website, com, and again, enter the promo code FORTISPOWER at checkout, and you might be seeing some pictures of me and Liz up there soon, because we're doing a little photo shoot here this weekend so that'll be fun we got a bunch of different athletes for that company coming down uh, we're gonna be lifting some weights taking some pictures in our new space uh, you may see that our little background backdrop changed a little bit uh, we have been hard at work doing a bunch of renovations here at Fortis Fitness Studio in preparation for our five-year anniversary uh, so lots of upgrades for y'all both on the Fortis Fit side and on our barbell powerlifting side as well as you can see behind us. And we're super excited to share it with you all. So if you haven't been in yet, make sure you come check it out. And if you're a listener that's not in the area, want to swing by, uh, check it out. Come on down. Get a workout in. It'll be a good time. You can say hi to Toby. Or he might be sleeping. Um, all right. So today, well, no, wait. First, let's give an update on our training. How's our training going? We're on the week before deload week. So yeah. Liz has uh, decided that we can open it up a little a little, but not too much. Not too much. Not too much. I think I did a good job yeah. so far. Yeah. One more lift, and this is the one that I really like to open it up on, so we'll see. Nope. Mm -hmm. We're doing still a little bit of volume, some sets of six. Yeah. A little strength, a little volume. Yep. Kind of combo, but it's going good. Yeah. How'd your squats go this week? Good. I was going to do one set, and then my camera decided that... It wasn't going to record, so then I did another set, and then my camera decided it still wasn't going to record, so then I had to do three sets at the same weight, but it turns out so it, it was just fine. So, that weight anyways, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Turns out Sounds it was like fine. Sounds like that was the correct weight choice right off the bat. It was. And then yesterday, you had a good bench session as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah? I did. What'd you hit? I hit... I, 
Oh, that was a weird noise. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm a child. It's fine. Um, squats, I hit 286 for three sets of six. And then bench, I hit 160 or 159 point whatever for almost three sets of six. Yeah, pretty much. The second set on the last rep, I very much entirely, completely, truly misgrooved my last rep. But being, yeah, was funny. being the smart lifter that I am becoming, I knew it was not worth trying to fight it. So I just said, nope. And it was not in the right position. And I might have probably gotten hurt trying to do that. So, Facts. And we've been doing a good job, both of us, I think, at just like kind of staying in the pocket, as people say these days. Yeah. Uh, I still, that's a weird I don't phrase. Get it. If anyone can explain that, that'd be great. I mean, Where I understand is, what like is, what it means, yeah, but I get like what it means, why? But, like why does it mean? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but why? I'm too old, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. We both are. But it's going good. That's we're good. doing. If people don't know, we're competing at the Surge Pro Power Surge Pro Am days. I think the second one, Power Surge Pro Am. There we go. <laughs> Pro day. There we go. And then you'll be competing September 30th, and then I'm competing the next day, October 1st. Yeah. And it's in Chicago. Yeah, well, really, down. it's in Carroll Stream, but whatever. It's Chicago for anyone who lives down here, yeah, or doesn't live in Chicago. But yeah, our prep is going good for that so far. Um, I've been able to, as you guys know, because I announced it here first on the podcast. Uh, so update: I'm still running and training. I'm doing just fine. I have eased my way into it, just like my plan. Uh, I've made sure to keep like lifting a priority and running, just kind of like a side gig. So. It's been going good, and today I hit three miles. I ran three miles all at once, which is shocking. I didn't think I would be able to get that that quick. So this Saturday, yeah, Liz was sleeping. <laughs> this Saturday, I probably take it back a little bit because I was my legs actually got slightly tired, which has wow. not happened. Yeah, I had like a good quad pump, which mm. I don't even get from squats. So hey, <laughs> uh, speaking of squats, my squats went well. Uh, also, I hit four hundred seven for uh, top set after I did three ninety six for two sets of six. And then one top set at 407 with definitely room in the tank. So that's awesome. And my knee felt good throughout. And then my bench felt pretty good as well. Uh, kind of dialing in that new setup uh, that I learned when we went to the seminar with Trevor Jaffe. So kind of dialing in some tweaks from that. But felt good yesterday. Again, worked up, did 308 for two sets of six. And then I did my last set of 314, 315, which I don't know if that's a PR but it's definitely a PR at like the body weight that I'm at right now and definitely without dying almost. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But training is going good. Super good. I'm having fun. Are you having fun? I am. That's good. Um, things are coming together again. Yeah. Ah, things are coming together. It's like Thanos getting the last few stones, you know? Nope. All right. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, bench arch. So, we always, we, we got a lot of athletes that get, uh, that will catch flack and there's plenty of other people that I know uh, catch flack as well where like, and it's usually for people that don't even power lift, yes. uh, but it's like, you know, oh, you're arching, you know, you're cheating. It's, it's not like trying to do that with a flat back um, and all these things. And I think the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about is that like arching your upper back um, specifically of all the things we're going to talk about today a lot of the other stuff is more like stylistic views. Arching your upper back and or uh, really just kind of extending your upper back like would be thoracic. the technical term. Yeah, your thoracic spine, like actually extending your upper back, your thoracic spine, is really going to 
put you into a biomechanically better position to bench press. So it's safer. not a yeah, well, and like safer, better position to bench press. And it's not just like it an opinion. Yeah. It's a fact. So when you do that, you're really like contracting your upper back muscles, number one. Number two, you're putting your shoulders in a packed position. So meaning like down and back um, or back and down rather. And that is going to really put your shoulders in a good position not to get hurt, basically. Um, and it's going to allow the triceps to do a lot of the work and keep the chest. You're, you're of course, working with your chest when you bench press, but it's going to keep that stretch to a minimum, relatively speaking, uh, versus people that bench flat back, arms flared, flared, eh, flailed out like so. Um, and to be honest, something else that I wanted to bring up is like a lot of these people, it's just like, like just like anything lifting has evolved you know like it's come a long time it's been a long time since you know the 80s 90s like there are certain things that like we've learned and we've evolved as lifters and coaches um and again you'd be foolish not to coach certain things specifically this would be one of them where you're like protecting your athletes and you're setting them up for success um you know by coaching them not necessarily i've never ever been like arch your back uh but by coaching them with cues like you know, bringing your chest up to the bar or packing your shoulder blades down, uh, things like that. That's going to just keep them healthy, keep them safe and keep them moving well. But also we compete in the sport of powerlifting where the point is to lift the most weight possible. Yes. So by doing all of those things, it also helps you lift more weight. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Cause so. it, like I said, it sets you up, it sets your body up to lift the most weight. Um, and that's like a thing. That's a that's another thing that I will say. So I I do think that there is space in lifting for different ranges of motions that we don't explore as powerlifters, if you will. If you truly have like aesthetic goals, like that's it, then having a little bit more of an elbow flare, if you will, or having your elbow more out at ninety degrees, um, or even using things like a Smith machine, whatever, that can definitely be beneficial to target your chest a little bit more um, and like actually like you know, really stretch, put a good stretch on the chest. But, you know, as powerlifters, our main goal is to lift the most amount of weight. Um, and the most amount of weight is not going to be lifted with the chest. It's going to be a combination of the chest, triceps, um, and that shoulder being in a good position. And I think building that nice, strong back um, and kind of like using that as a base to press off of is a good way to think of it as well. Um, we both have had issues in the past where maybe our – thoracic spine or our upper back is like tired or weak that day or something yeah. um, <laughs> all the time yeah and i was actually just talking with one of our uh, one of our clients last night about uh literally that issue where like you know sometimes they'll find like it's almost like their lower back will try and arch even more to compensate for this um being tired and i think that just goes to show you right off the bat like how much benefit you get out of keeping that back in a nice tight uh position specifically your upper back um, and we've definitely both, we've definitely both had issues to the point of like, I would say like very minor injury, but like little tweaks from basically not keeping our upper back tight. Nice. Um, and you, if you're, so maybe I'll make this as a clip. I don't know, but basically like, you know, if you're, if you're keeping your back nice and tight and your upper back tight and nice and arched, your shoulder really can't move, right? It can't really move like up or down. Um, like if you're laying down on the bench. When you don't and you relax that, now all of a sudden you can slide your shoulder up. And we've definitely had, like, I've seen it on her and I, I felt it on me, like, where you're like, yeah, I'm locked in, ready it to hurts. go. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel great. Um, so anyways, bringing it all back, 
What do you think about bench arch? Cheating? Not cheating. I mean, it's definitely not cheating because it's allowed in the rule book. Now, there are some extreme, extreme arches. Yeah, let's talk about that. What do you think about those? So I'm just truly curious. I mean, I still don't think it's cheating because it fits into the rules. Do you have a problem with those? Because some powerlifters, they like see too big of an arch or... I don't know. I would love for somebody to comment, like, what is too much? Because I feel like some people will have, like, a decent arch, and then someone else will have, like, slightly maybe so more. So it's and not like, necessarily oh! – it's not the arch that I think people have an issue with. It's the range of motion when it's, like, right. literally an inch or two inches, and that's all the range of motion that you get. I mean, if my back could do it, I would do it. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't. To be clear, like, I have no problem with it. Um, I mean, would that be my like optimal choice for benching to like build strength? No, that to me is not, that is not necessarily a feat of strength. That is more like a skill and technique and learning how to use your body and your leverages and your limbs to the advantage of the sport that you're competing in. Um, I don't think that it, two-inch range of motion bench shows much strength at all. Um, I mean, definitely there's strength because you have to have some strength yeah, to be able to hold, hold it, the position move it, move and move yeah. it. But I am not necessarily like as impressed with yeah. a bench press that is only a couple inches of range of motion. But I also don't get mad or like feel like it's cheating because it is still in the within the yeah. realm of the rules. So I definitely agree. I if think, I could do it, I would. But Yeah, and I... I definitely agree with that. And I think like, you know, I think it's funny when people are like, oh, like, you know, yeah, I was 500 pound bench, but he moved it like two inches. Like, well, he moved it. Like, you know, like that's the rules. Like, do I think, you know, if I see somebody bench 500, 400, whatever, like with a closer grip versus like a wider grip, am I going to be like, like, basically I'll be more surprised about the closer grip. I'll be like, oh shit, that's close grip too. Okay. Like, uh, kind of like Liz said, like, I just think, you know, it definitely requires I think a good term would be a little bit more musculature. So like you can like you can get insanely strong and not have big muscles. Like that is proven mm-hmm. over the years. Powerlifters continue to prove that. Like you don't have to have like large muscles. I do believe to have a big bench press specifically with like a closer grip or a normal grip, if you will, like you do have to have a certain amount of like muscle like musculature to do that. Like you can't just it is very rare, I should say. Not you can't, but it is very rare to see like a very skinny person with like a closer grip, just like smoking 400. And I mean, that's typically why like you see lighter weight classes, guys and girls, Mm -hmm. the lighter weight classes are the ones that will have the wider grip almost always. They'll have the wider grip. They'll also be able to arch better because they're smaller. So like, yeah. And I think, I don't know, they can. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, if you can like, great. And and another thing is if it's comfortable for the lifter, I was going to say, if you can, great, but also, which I think we're going to talk about later. Like, well, I'm just going to roll right into there, it right now. There comes a point where, like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do Facts. it. So, and what we're talking about there is range of motion. So, you know, both with the bench press and with you know sumo deadlift, we see this. This is the most commonly seen like range of motion reduction, and it's like this weird thing that people have these days where. It's like with bench press, it's like, all right, I'm going to have the widest grip possible. I'm going to have the highest arch. Like, you know, I'm training my arch, this, that, and the other. Um, and then, you know, sumo, same thing. Like I'm putting my feet like plate, foot. And I'm just like, and like me personally, anytime I see somebody pull like that, I'm like, nope. Like I'm just like literally even with a plate, like if that lands on your foot, 
it's gonna smoked. Hurt. Uh, but there are people out there that are like range of motion seekers almost, and they believe that every centimeter, every inch that they can reduce the range of motion is going to help them succeed in powerlifting. And I personally don't think that that is the case. No. Um, I don't know what your views are, but like I do not think, like I'll say it right here, like I don't think reducing range of motion is necessarily going to make you stronger. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that do, like they're like, oh no, of course, because it's less moving. And it's like, eh. I mean, I would literally 100% guarantee Specifically with my deadlift, my bench, I mean, my bench is basically just about as wide as it can go, but, yeah. um, but it's also, what's comfortable I and I have, works a, good for you. I have a strong back. So I'm using that to my advantage versus like my triceps and shoulders are not the strongest. So I can use my back a little bit more when yeah. it's anyways, but specifically with my sumo deadlift, like <laughs> I have a fairly narrow sumo deadlift, mm-hmm. like compared to like the traditional typical sumo deadlift but i would literally guarantee 100 percent to anybody that if i moved my feet all the way out like to like the eliminate the range of motion i would probably not even be able to pick up like 200 pounds or if i did it would like cause me to get hurt yeah as i say it might cause injury and you know there's some people they're gonna be on it like oh you gotta practice it and like i do understand that so like there are people that are out there that are like range they're known for like reducing range of motion uh what's his face comes to mind hamstring poppy on instagram i can't remember his actual name right now which i should be able to but i can't uh oh sean noriega so that dude is like like he has a super wide super wide squat super wide bench super wide deadlift and he has learned to like i don't know like put his body into a better position to make it more advantageous for himself but that was something else I wanted to bring up is he would be among like the outliers of individuals that have figured this out that like that have figured this weird equation out and they could put their bodies in these like unique positions to succeed for the sport that we're in. And I don't think people seem like people don't understand that that's not them. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's sort of like we talked about last week with like the knee sleeve stuff. Like mm-hmm. the, there are people who are the best of the best or who are elite or who are super crazy good at certain things, like perhaps very minimal range of motion, things like that. But just because someone can do it doesn't mean that you can do it or that you should do it or that you should even try to do it necessarily. Um, Like I literally, my hips would probably explode if I tried to do Mm -hmm. that. I mean, even like your sumo is like way wider than mine is. But it works for you. Yeah. But it doesn't work for me. But and so, you know, going back to like Liz was saying, like, you know, I've tried a wider stance. I tried that after I mm-hmm. hurt my knee and just to kinda like feel it out. And like it was unequivocally a less comfortable position, a less powerful position. I felt like I didn't have any power, for lack of a better term. Like I couldn't push with my legs, couldn't activate my legs as good. Um uh, and I just think that instead of putting your body like in the best possible position to succeed people get so caught up with putting your body closer to the bar and like, they're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm saving a millimeter here, a millimeter there. Um, you know, it really doesn't matter. I don't think, I think if people focused more on, and I don't want to say like comfort, I feel like comfort's not a good like word, but kind of like you want to be in a comfortable position where you can work, you know, like 
you can work better when you're in a comfortable position. Comfortable is not right because I'm going to tell you right, right now, every it's not the right no word, lift should be comfortable. Yeah, it's not the right word. It's Like solid? Solid, yeah, I don't know. Like so, you, you want to be set up in a position where when you set up there, you're like, all right. like once powerful? Once the weight, yeah, powerful position. Yeah, there you go. Like once the weight actually is like hitting your body and you actually start feeling it, you're like, all right, I got this. Um, you know, and I think a lot of times something that, you know, I have made a terrible mistake with, whoops, a uh, terrible mistake with in the past, specifically with squats, is focusing too much, not necessarily on range of motion, but focusing too much on trying to adjust, 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 adjust. And there's something to be said for if you are just patient, and I think my, on the, hey. wonder hey, who told hey, you hey, this. Hey. <laughs> on, the, on the alternative, my bench press is a great example of this. Hmm. Years ago, I don't know why, but I was like, I think it was honestly a combination of Gary telling me and then just my own self, but I was like, I'm just going to start benching close grip. And I took an initial hit. Of, I would say a good, probably solid like 50 pounds like off my bench. Like it was not great, but I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep doing this because it felt better. And I, like, I just kind of, I don't know why, but I just was like, I know this will be stronger eventually. And now like years later, Definitely a closer or more neutral grip, if you will, is a much stronger position for me personally for bench rest. But it took me years to like build comfortability. Um, squat, I did not do that. I did not take that path. Hmm. I was like, oh, let me change this, tweak this. Um, and I just think sometimes people struggle from like over analyzing things. You know, you have paralysis by analysis. So you're just over here like, oh, what can I, what ROM can I reduce? You know, I'm going to get these shoes that are that much thinner. Like the only reason I like thin shoes or like, you know, barefoot shoes is because I'm used to it. I'm comfortable in them. And for me, I like being able to like kind of feel the ground, feel the floor a little bit. For a long time, Liz lifted tons of weight in nobles, which have a good, I don't know, like quarter inch. I didn't inch. lift in nobles. Didn't you? No. They were the oh, Reebok sorry, things. Oh, sorry, the Reebok things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, it still had like a, yeah. a decent sole compared to like Notorious Lift or anything yeah. like that. And uh, Loki, I kind of wish they would bring those shoes back because They're I think cool. a revamped one would be money. Uh, but anyways, my point is, instead of trying to think like, okay, like, you know, I can get this shoe that has like one millimeter thickness. If you get the four millimeter thickness and you feel comfortable in it and you can move well in it and you can put your body in a good position, chances are you're going to do better. Well, and I think what happens, some people not only are like, whatever, trying to figure that out, but they get stuck in, like, they'll just do that. They'll be like, okay, I need to bench as wide as I can, or I need to sumo as wide as I can, or just period, I need to pull sumo when really they should probably be pulling conventional yes. because they would 100% be a better conventional puller. But they get so stuck in like, well, this is going to be stronger. This is going to help me lift more weight because it's whatever reason that they are extremely opposed to or against training any mm. other way. So like, mm. I mean, I will say I was one of these people specifically with my bench. Um, but I would sort of train like a closer grip, but I would not ever like really give Try. it any effort. And then so I did the unthinkable. I lied to her. He did lie to me for almost a whole year. <laughs> he lied to me and told me my closer grip bench would listened. be stronger. You would have listened. And I was finally, I was really mad and frustrated at everything. So I finally was just like, fine, I'll try it. And then I actually tried close grip bench, like as my main grip, as my comp grip. Like I competed with it 
uh, two or three meets. Like I committed to a closer grip bench and for almost a whole year and it got stronger. And now we're back at wide grip doing what? <laughs> what are we doing now? But now we're Fucking back at wide grip PRs. and it's looking much better than it ever has. Like my positioning is better. My strength is coming much stronger. It's, I mean, it's far it, from yeah. back. You're definitely ahead it's of stronger. where you've so, ever been. And I just have to say my reason for that was because I knew back to the musculature musculature thing. I knew that she had basically maxed out her technique. Her technique was damn near perfect with this wider grip, but she literally, for lack of a better term, just needed bigger muscles. Like you just needed to like grow like your upper body. And this fool hates doing accessories. <laughs> She'll do like one bicep curl. She's like, no. I feel something. I gotta I just stop. Hate doing arms. <laughs> I've gotta stop. <laughs> She'll be like, I feel a pump. No, I'm out. Yeah. Y'all seen pumping iron? This is like the opposite of what Arnold says the pump is like. Uh, I hate hate upper body so anyways like i just i knew that she like would benefit from building just more musculature and i was right so my point of that is though for the other people that are out there who might have a similar viewpoint as me changing and they are very set on only pulling sumo or only um benching super wide maybe like try out building something else and actually give it like your full effort. Um, there are, I, there's specifically more people that come to my mind with bench specifically, but I do know it also pertains to sumo as well, but just people that are so set on training a wider grip and they refuse to do anything else other than that, but they need to build some strength. They need to build some muscle. They also need to build some technique. Um, and so by taking almost not a break necessarily from the wider grip, but like giving yourself time to actually grow some muscles, grow some just general strength um, definitely is helpful. Same with like conventional, like take a break from your sumo, build your conventional and then like let it carry back over to sumo. Um, Or who knows, you might surprise yourself and just end up either really enjoying or liking or feeling stronger with a slightly different position. I just think people need to be more, and again, I was people, so people need to be more open to like trying other grips, trying other stances, trying other things in order to help like push them to the next level, basically. Yes. And I think, you know, lastly, I just think, you know, we're in the sport of powerlifting, you guys, which the whole goal is to be powerful and strong, right? Yet you have so many people that limit that and corner themselves into like, well, no, I'm only going to be powerful and strong if it's wide grip bench with a carpet underneath my feet with my notorious lifts on and my DSLR. And then for deadlifts, I'm only going to be strong and powerful if I can, you know, put my feet out with a deadlift bar, kabuki, you know, NAC with kilos. And it's like, overall, it's like none of those things are, are bad, right? Like I film all my stuff with a nice camera. I have kilos like, you know, we have, you know, top of line equipment in our gym, but I don't need that stuff. And I just think, a lot of times people just get confused. It's like, it's nice to have that stuff, but also you just need to put in work. Like if you want to get stronger, you want to get more powerful, you need to put in work. And I mean work in different planes, wide grip, narrow grip, mid grip, like, uh, you know, different variations of bench press push-ups. Like don't knock the basics. People be out here like push up. <laughs> I bench press now. It's like, okay. Like, I don't know. Try adding a hundred pushups into your routine. Guarantee Ooh. your bench is going to go up. I tried to do 50. Yeah. Oh, really? I tried to do a hundred yeah, and then I got push-ups. to 50 That's and I was like, well, I'm done. <laughs> we, we added, and we've done it. I feel like we do it every few blocks, but we added, a, we have pushups in this block. And I'm like, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm just like, damn, like, but you know, like don't knock the basics and don't knock trying something else out. Um, and you know, it's not, the other thing is we're not saying like 
once you try it out, like, all right, now that's it. Like, you're only a sumo puller. It's like, no, no, no. Like, just be okay using that to build general strength. Because I'm going to tell you right now, general strength is never going to be a bad thing. It's never going to be like, ah, I did that block sumo. I wish I wasn't so now, strong. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Like, <laughs> wish I wasn't as strong now. <laughs> wish I could go backwards. Like, no, like, no one has ever said that. Um, and I just think that that was kind of our goal with this podcast is to, like, share with you guys, like, you know, build strength in safe sustainable positions that allow you to lift the most weight over time. And at the end of the day, if you can just keep beating time, you're going to be keeping, whoa, you're going to keep getting <laughs> stronger and stronger. And honestly, you're going to beat out a lot of people that jump the gun and rush and they're trying to hit PRs every single week. Those people are only, they'll be good for like a year mm-hmm. or two and then they're done. Um, so if you want to do it for the long run, if you want to achieve cool things and great things, Pick something that's safe, sustainable, puts you in a good position. For Gets power. you stronger and also technique. Yes. Focus on your technique. And always remember close bench is king. Nope. Peace. <laughs>